0: We're back with another episode of We Going In Presents. Tonight we're chopping it up with an incredibly dope producer out of Baltimore, Jay Soul. We talk about his work in hip-hop from Wordsworth to Greenspan, as well as his latest projects, The Baltimore Scene, the removal of the confederate statues in baltimore and much more also don't forget to cop the latest books understanding the true meaning an in-depth look at cormega's classic album the true meaning written with cormega and words Two, my latest interview compilation featuring first interviews with j cole and big sean all of that is available on amazon or in the links of this interview on wegoingin.com jay soul definitely appreciate you joining us tonight thank you how you doing
1: I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on, brother. I appreciate that.
0: Of course. So we caught up with you in between some studio sessions. You know, What have you been working on lately? You know, um, what's on your you know, agenda right now?
1: Oh, man. Well, I got, uh, I got a, quite a few things happening right now. Um, uh, as it stands, right now I'm working on uh, an a EP uh, with an artist by the name of Dub out of D.C. Uh, who works with Raheem Devon as well. And then uh, I'm also working on um, a new project uh, called the Neutronic Suite um, that hopefully will come out sometime in the fall. And, uh, you know, just working on a whole bunch of other people's albums, like simultaneously just, you know, add my production to their records that they're working on. So, you know, I got got quite a few things popping.
0: And how are you balancing all that, making sure that your quality is not slipping on any of the projects?
1: Um... I basically I mean I, I, I don't know if I'm sleeping or not. I you know, I just I just do what I do, man. You know what I mean I've been I've been working at this for a while now and just building uh you know, building my um you know, my catalog as far as beats are concerned and you know, just always trying to find different ways to, you know, innovate or just you know, improve on my sound and you know, just make something dope, you know what I mean? So basically just keep working. You know what I mean? As long as I keep working. You know, then I'll improve and hopefully I won't slip, you know what I mean? And, you know, in between that time, just, it's not that hard, man. You know, just, you know, when you got, just carve out the time for the things you love to do. And uh, you can make it, you can make it happen. You can balance it out.
0: Definitely. And I would love to get more into those production techniques. But the way I discovered you was through Wordsworth and Blame It On The Music. Um, Love that project. I thought you guys did a great job with it. What was it like? Working working on that project with words.
1: Oh man, it was it was dope, man. Um, just the way that it came about it was real organic. You know, it wasn't like um, it was forced. You know, uh, he actually chose to work with me, um, in uh, dealing with uh, uh, Kevin Nottingham at uh, Hypnot Records, and they decided that they wanted to do an EP, and he um, he asked them. Who he would like to work with, and he chose me. You know, I had some. I had a, just released a, um, a EP. It wasn't even an EP. It was like a free download, really. Um, called uh, Appetizers, which was supposed to be like just a um, a just a little. Exactly what it sounded like. An appetizer. Just a couple beats so that people can hear in my production style. And then I was going to put out a project called uh, The Purple Symphony. And so before I did that, is when Words, you know, kind of heard what I could do. And decided, you know, that he wanted to work with me. So we, you know, we talked about it. We linked up on, you know, on the phone, talked about it, man. And I sent him some stuff, and you know, words works really fast. So it's like if you send him something and he really feel it, he'll send it back to you like the next day, fully done. You know what I mean? And he did that with uh, one of the tracks that I sent him. I think uh, it was called the, the "What You Gonna Do" track was the first one that he did. Okay and he sent that back to me within like a day of me sending it to him. And I was like, okay, we got something here. We in business, you know what I mean? And um, that's how I, that's how the whole project kind of came about. We just I just sent him stuff, you know what I mean? And he listened and checked out what he liked. We got on the phone a couple times and, you know, did a couple little listening sessions over the phone because he's, he's in Florida. And, you know, I'm here in More, so it wasn't like we could just meet up Whenever we wanted to, you know what I mean. But we worked it out, man. It was it was a really dope experience, man. I, I really enjoyed working with him because he's a high caliber, you know, MC.
0: No, he completely is. And you look at the fact that he works pretty fast, and you know, you send him a beat and he's sending it right back. What's it like working with somebody like that who's very efficient and gets the job done fast? Do you feel like you're not able to give as much input, or do you do you feel like that's an effective way for you guys to work together?
1: Nah, it worked for us. You know what I mean? The thing is, is that Whereas is, he's not just a fast worker, but he's a really good fast worker. Like, he's a, he's a good songwriter, you know what I mean? So I trusted him with whatever I sent him, you know what I mean? And it wasn't like, I, I felt like, I never felt like my tracks were in, you know, weren't in good hands. They were always in good hands when I sent it to him. So whatever he said, it's like, you know, if you send somebody, you know, for instance, you know, if you send Jay-Z a record, whatever he sends you back, probably going to be dope. Right. You know what I mean? So that's the way I felt when I was sending stuff to words. It was like, yo, I feel like whatever he sends me back is going to be dope. I just got to make sure that it's dope on my end, production-wise, and making sure that, the, you know, the track wraps around what he's talking about and the mix is good and stuff like that. So, you know, and, and a lot of times, too, he would just tell me, what he was trying to do He's like I want to do a song That's like this So I want to do a song That talks about this And then I was sending him something That I thought would work And it did You know what I mean That's how we That's how we kind of got Got the whole project
0: That's awesome Do you ever go back To what he sends you And alter the beat at all Or you know Put some breakdowns Or build ups in certain places Because of his lyrics And, and how he Laid the song down
1: Nah you know Like I'm basically, like, the project's done, it's out. Like, I really don't have any reason to to kind of alter it. But what I do do now is, like, we're working on some new stuff. Me and him are working on a new material. Um, you know, he just put out a project not too long ago. I think it was, like, last week or the week before last. Yeah, yeah. I was with another producer yeah, um, named All Sam World Brown. Today. Yeah, I worked today, which is a great record, and he's pushing that. But at the same time, me and him never stopped working. So we have songs that's already in the chamber, that new stuff that we worked on this year. Um that uh we just kind of putting in putting in the vault and then when it's time, you know, we'll put it out again. We'll 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 put another record together and put it out. Cuz I think we have really good chemistry working together. So we're going to definitely want to do it again.
0: And you know, you look at the message of blaming on the music and you know, you, like a song like Satellite and just, you know, words is music more so now than ever even though he's always had strong messages in his music, it seems like it's much more on the forefront of, of what he's trying to do. How important was that to you that the music you know, you just you just kinda touched on it, you know, you both are grown men, you've got families, that the music you're making has that kind of significant meaning and is overall positive and realistic.
1: It's very important, man, because that's you know, when you artists um, you have a responsibility to not only be true to yourself, but to, like, kind of reflect the times that you're living in. You know, we're we're like time capsules every time we put out a record. You know, if you go through history, um, you listen to the music, it will tell you. If you listen to the music of that era, more likely it'll tell you about everything that happened during that time. You just got to listen, you know what I mean, and what was important back then and what people were fighting for, what they were talking about, what was interesting to them and so we put out it's it's interesting because when he put out Satellite, you know, just a year before, I had put out on um, The Purple Symphony and in The Purple Symphony there were songs that were touching on what Satellite was touching on on that project, you know? So I was already in that headspace, you know what I mean? And it was and it worked out for us really well cuz that song ended up being a number 1 song on our uh, college radio which was a first for me and which I didn't know, but it was a first for him as well. Like he had never had a number one song before either. That's so it was something that we mirror. both was able to accomplish together.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's surprising even with Mirror Music that, he, that he'd that he never had a number one song.
1: Yeah, I, was, I, I definitely was surprised to know that, um, but he was just as excited as I was, you know what I mean? So I, I figured that it meant a lot to him and, um, you know, It's not, it's not easy to do, you know, everybody doesn't hit number one, you know what I mean, so it was, it was, the the fact that it was number one, and also the fact that it was talking about, what it was talking about was important, because it means that you don't have to do what everybody else does to reach the top, you know, so it was, it was cool, cool, man, like I, I really appreciated what he was talking about, and and how he did it, you know what I mean?
0: No doubt, you know. You have a very soulful sound. Your name is J Soul, so you know that probably goes without saying. And Words is known for being a very technical MC, just very technically proficient. Why do you think that your two styles go so well together?
1: Um, because I don't, I don't get in the way of the artist. Like I'm an artist myself. I'm a vocalist. And so I know how important it is to like make like when you listen to the music to not have the music overpower the vocalist, you know, because you miss their voice, you miss their words, you miss their the, the whole structure of the song. So I try to make music and beats that doesn't get in people's way, but complements them. And he, oh, he, you know, he's because he's so proficient and he's a, you know he's a veteran man, so he know he know what he doing. He know how to write a song, you know what i mean, and that that's why I was so easy, you know what I mean because um that's that's why I, that's why our styles worked because I don't get in the way of him, and he knows exactly where to put his you know his song at, and you know it just kind of clicks you know it was definitely one of the the um the more the easier experiences that I've had with artists that I've worked with was working with him that's
0: awesome yeah i'm not, I'm not surprised to hear that you know I've known words. For a long time and he's always just been a real easy-going uh, upfront guy so always always been great to work with from the journalist uh, perspective as well and you've yeah done, he's the man yeah totally you've done a lot of cool work with Greenspan too you know what what's up with Greenspan what's the, what was it like working with him and you guys have some more work coming
1: you know it's funny because I actually are uh, we, we will be in the studio together on Friday so perfect it's funny you should say that yeah yeah we um we definitely have history you know what i mean um i've done some work on his first album i've been i've been on both of his albums actually um uh he had a a record uh, called stay away to heaven and then the second one was called never gonna die and so uh, i was on both you know privileged to be on both of those records and um we work really well together and he was on my purple symphony album as well so you know we have a really good working relationship and we're we're definitely going to do some more work together um one of the joints that he had um it's funny because he actually had a song that was in the top five on college radio simultaneously with uh with satellite which was a song that he did with um a song that he did with uh uh mm, I forgot. Oh man, I, I, uh, I'm terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: worries.
1: Man. Um, the, the song, the song he has is called uh, uh, "Stay Down," and it was with Skazzy. That was really dope too, because Skazzy's an amazing. Um, you know, he's an amazing artist as well. So just to hear them two on the track together, and that reached that you know that hit the charts and gets to number five, and you know, satellites number one. It was it was a good time.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I discovered Greenspan through you, discovered you through words. So and, and words found you through that instrumental project. Right. So it's it's interesting. Yep. it's interesting to me how, you know, music is discovered these days. What are some of the other ways, you, you know, people have discovered who J soul is and, you know, what you do? What do you do to make sure people can find your music and find out who you are and what you're up to?
1: Well, I you know, I kinda hide in plain sight, man. Um I've done some things. I've been fortunate in my career, um, as a vocalist as well. So my name is kinda associated with a few uh, a few good artists, a few, you know, artists that definitely have made their mark, you know, such as like uh Art Roberson, um Floetry, uh, you know, um Deborah Bond. A lot of them are soul artists. And so people mainly know me as a vocalist and a soul artist, but I did all the production on my last two records as well. So they're, they're familiar with that and they, they're familiar with my production. They may not even know it. You know what I mean? So, um, and you know, J soul is a, I don't want to say it's a common name, but J soul and then black Sinatra is not common. And so all you got to do is type that up on, uh, on uh Google and all my stuff comes up, man, you know, everything I've done, um, I'm on all of the radio apps, you know, the, the Spotify's and, you know, um, what's the one that Jay-Z got? Uh, the title? Title, yeah, title, Spotify, um, Amazon Music, um, you know, iTunes, all that good stuff. So, the iTunes radio. So, I'm pretty much everywhere. You just type in my name and all my stuff will pop up somewhere, somehow.
0: And, you know, it's, it, I'm glad you brought up, you know, the stuff you've done, in in R and B and and you know how do you switch and you know because you can do boom bap hip hop so well but you have other lanes you can do how do you switch between lanes and you know do what you do?
1: It's it's fairly easy, man. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I was born in 1980. You know, I'm 37 years old, so it's it's basic. I was a, you know, I'm a child of hip hop. I grew up with it. You know what I mean? I you know the the golden era. It's an era that was golden to me too. You know what I mean? Like I, I can remember listening to Wu Tang for the first time. I can remember listening to Rakim and LL Cool J and you know all of that. So it's in my, it's in my, you know, it's in my DNA, man. You know what I mean? And most artists, it's in their DNA. you know, no matter what genre of music they do. So for me, it wasn't that hard. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a real, real, real big fan of Dilla. So it was easy for me to make the transition because I always wanted to make music that sounded and made me feel the way that Dilla's music made me feel. Mm. You know what I mean? And one he's like, you know, he's one of my muses, man. He's one of my, fa- he's my favorite producer. And uh, one thing about him is he was very diverse. He could do a lot of different things. You know, he could work with Blue Note and then he could work with, you know, Guilty Simpson. You know what I mean? He can make a jazz, you know, a jazz-inspired record, and then he can make something like Raise It Up, you know, work with Busta Rhymes, do something super hard, you know what I mean? So that's kind of like what I wanted to be as a producer. I wanted to be somebody who could do different things, you know what I mean? And with this uh, um, new project, uh, the Neutronic Suite, it's going to be something else that's different than what people are used to hearing from me. You know, it's not boom-bap, it's not soul, it's electronic, so I, I try to do a little of everything, man.
0: That's awesome. You know, and there's there's a few people who really can pull that off and, and most really, you know, struggle or can't do that. You know, being a child of hip-hop and everything, like who would you say influenced you, you know, besides Dilla to really do that? I mean, did you were you exposed to all kinds of genres of music as a child? Like where did, where did that desire and, and influence come from as a kid? Um,
1: well, yeah, man, like, you know, I grew up like most kids in the city, um, whose parents had a, a, an amazing record collection. You know, I learned a lot from my father's record collection. Um, you know, he was, he was very diverse, you know, he had Parliament, but he also had Luther, you know what I mean? But then he would also have, you know, some, some, you know, Leonard Skinner, you know what I mean? Like he did a lot of different things, um, even run DMC albums, you know what I mean? I learned that. I, the first time I ever heard "Raising Hell" was, it wasn't like on the streets or in my, you know, my my cousin's apartment or something. It was my father had the album, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it was like that's something that molded kind of me being open and listening to different things. Not only that, but then I, you know, he was a, you know, he was a lover of jazz music as well. So I listened to a lot of jazz growing up as a child. You know, what I mean, you listened to a lot of Coltrane, a lot of Miles Davis, a lot of. You know, uh, Charlie Parker, you know, what I mean, Um, just, you know, a lot of different music from that particular aspect, you know, what I mean, and one thing I realized about my favorite producers, you know, because I'm also a a huge, huge fan of Primo, who also supported us, by the way, Uh, Primo supported the album, I blame it on the music record. On that's his uh, awesome. website and radio show and stuff like that. So that was pretty dope.
0: Um and he, and he and he's not the kind of guy that just does it to does it. I mean, if he feels it he'll do it, if not he won't. So that's that's yeah. a huge compliment in and of itself.
1: Yeah, yeah. We were we were really um excited about that. Um that he actually showed us some love. Um Chuck D did the same thing as well on his radio show for Satellite. He showed us some love you know, a lot of love on that record. So you know, Public Enemy was like my favorite group growing up. You know, Public Enemy and 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 you know, Trial call Quest was my two favorite groups growing up. So you know, a lot of diversity there, man. A lot of different sounds and and influences. You know what I mean. So it wasn't it wasn't hard to combine them once I started producing.
0: And, and not to derail you, man, and switch topics, but have you been to the, no, okay. the the Museum of African American History and Culture in D.C. yet?
1: I have not actually been there. Um, no, I haven't, but. I've seen a lot of um i I've had friends that went there like when it first opened, you know what i mean and my plan is to get there before the end of the year I me and my wife want to go uh, with the family and um and make sure we check that out you know what i mean um a lot of great exhibits, I know that for sure,
0: yeah, they've got some you know they got the p e flag they got tribe i mean they've they you know as as you know I'm a huge fan of both you know grew up with both uh you know listen to the music so like Seeing that was pretty incredible. Um, yeah, so,
1: yeah, I heard they had a lot of great, a great, um, a lot of great um, displays there. Dillan and DC,
0: there's a, there's a, there's a lot of great stuff there. Slick Rick's Eye Patch. They, they definitely yeah. represented for hip hop, you know, in a really great way there. But you, you'll, you'll dig it. Being in Baltimore, you know, DC's not too far. So if you can ever get tickets, that's the hard part if you get tickets yeah that's
1: that's one of the that was one of the, the factors um every time we tried to go it was kind of hard to do but we we'll, we we'll get there well I'm definitely going to not it's not that too much time is going to pass while me getting there
0: you got see that police mean? flag that, that's incredible to see how to see that, <laughs> you know yeah but coming from baltimore you know a lot of hip hop artists have you know come from baltimore that have really bubbled and, and showed a lot of promise but just didn't quite make it. You know, I'm thinking guys like Molly Man, Boss Man, Scar Akbar, uh-huh. Be Rich. You know, guys that, that uh-huh. clearly had talent. You know, what about is there a new wave of Baltimore artists right now that are that are making noise and do you keep up with any of the of some of the, you know, the vets at this point that that had a really nice buzz at one point?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. There's a nice mix of veterans and also younger talent that's actually coming up and really making their mark. Um, You know, obviously, you know, Scar Akbar, he's still putting out records, incredible albums, you know what I mean, Um, and building incredible partnerships um, with people uh, in the higher-ups, so to speak, you know, even though... um, Sometimes because you don't see a person a lot, you may not feel like they're doing anything, but he is definitely working. So he's a workaholic too. So that's something that you know I attribute to him is that he just never stops, and he he inspires me. Um, but you know Scar and you know Mully Man, you know Mully Man and I worked together on a, on a, the a record I had called Black Sinatra. He did a remix for me, and I did some production for him. So he's still working. He's just you know he moved to Atlanta. And I uh, took on a different um, profession, but he's still working in the studio um, and putting out music. You know what I mean? So they're they're doing their thing. And more recently, um, we've had a couple of artists make some national news uh, with their music. It's a young lady by the name of TT, TT the artist, and uh, she's you know she has a new wave of, of you know just youthful music that's that's uh, hitting the scene. She's made a couple of songs that's been on a couple of the um, shows on HBO, uh, Insecure. You know, a couple episodes of Insecure and getting love there. So, you know, she's doing that thing. Uh, We have a group called Bond Street District, um, which is an artist by the name of DDM and a producer by Paul Hudson, and they they really have some amazing music. Um, We also got, like, uh, veterans who are kind of getting out there for the first time as artists themselves, and uh, you should really check out this producer named Charisma Self. He's really doing some special, special things um, in Baltimore, and he has a, a, a new sound or a different kind of sound that he developed uh, called Afro EDM. That I think a lot of people, it's going to take a lot of people by surprise, and they're really going to dig it. So you know, Baltimore, we got some things, things, we got some things popping, man. You know, and of course, I'm, I'm still working. Uh, we have um, a producer by the name of DK the Punisher. I mean, he's, he's been working with uh, Sir um, out there at, uh, uh, with some. Uh, Kendrick Lamar's label, uh, yeah, TDE. Yeah, he's he's working with uh, the new artist there named Sir, and um, you know he's done some work with Justin Bieber. He's he's uh, produced for Jill Scott. Uh, he produced Fool's Gold for Jill Scott. We got a lot of things that's coming out of Baltimore. People we're not paying attention to, but we doing it. You know what I mean? So I'm happy to be a part of that.
0: Nice, that's awesome. Do you know whatever happened to Boss Man? He was always one of my favorites.
1: Boss Man, um, man, I think the last time I seen, I was working in the studio, I was working at his, in his studio, he had a studio out, uh, in, um, off of Joppa Road a couple years ago, and I know that he's still working, I think he goes by the name of Travis, uh, Travis Baker, I think his name is now, like, he, he goes by his, um, his, uh, his regular name, not his street name anymore, so he doesn't go by Boss Man, but... You know, he's. I heard he's still putting out music, man. So, you know, I know he's still working and doing his thing in a different arena.
0: That's awesome. And and you got you got me going back now to Scar Akbar to check out his latest projects because I just haven't heard from him in a while. So I'm really glad he's he's been been making some moves because I always had a lot of respect for what he did too. And another big. Oh move. yeah, absolutely. You know, looking at Baltimore, you you know, you, your your mayor, you guys, you know, removed a lot of those Confederate statues overnight. What did that mean to you? Yeah, and, and what was the reaction like in Baltimore to that? Well, you know, it was it was um, I, it was
1: surprising because no one knew it was happening. Um, you know, they took down you know those those uh, statues in Carolina, and everybody was paying attention to that. And then, like under the cover of night that same day statues were coming down in Baltimore and then she was the first mayor to do it like in the country, you know what I mean? So it kind of meant a lot to, to kind of be the first to kind of stand up in that way. Um, you know, it makes you, um, it does make you proud to a certain extent, but you know, she has a lot on her plate, you know what I mean? And so that was one of the things that she did and I uh, still got some work to do in the city. We still got some 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 thing that's happening, here, some things that are happening here that that need some fixing. But it was a good start. It was a good start. So it made me hopeful that she's at least trying to to make sure that Baltimore feels like someone cares about them. You know what I mean? So I give her her props for that.
0: Yeah. No, it, it was you know I woke up, checked the news, and it was like okay, like there's something there's something good in the news this morning like. Because you're so used to at this point the news cycle just constantly being hit with some bad news and 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 more things, just just so you know so many bad things happening, that it was really nice to see that and knowing that all that that Baltimore has been through just from an outsider perspective, that something good finally you know is happening there too. Is, it was great to see.
1: Yeah, you know, and it, it happened right off of the heels of um, we had a ceasefire. That was called upon by a couple of friends of mine, uh, Ellen G. and uh, Erica Beckford, and they put together uh, the Baltimore Ceasefire, which was like a 72-hour no murder campaign in Baltimore, and um, it was something that made national news. It was a big, big deal. You know, it got all the way up to HBO and Vice TV, and you know, it, it made national news across the country, across the world, really. You know, we got support from, you know, from from Japan supporting, you know, South Africa supporting. Europe, you know what I mean, and in different parts of you know uh, uh, Australia and things of that sort and so, it was a big deal. And for that to happen simultaneously, and then the following week the statues come down, it meant that we was going in the right direction because, you know, with the um, uprising a couple of years ago, we're still kind of kind of recovering from that. You know, from a social from a social media standpoint, from a a media standpoint, we're still kind of you know, rec- and the city is you know the city is recovering.
0: Right, yeah, I'm in Charlottesville, man. So we still, have, even though we voted a long time ago to take those statues down, they're still up. They just got covered in like a black shroud at this point. But I'm sure you know the whole world has seen basically what happened here on August 12th. So you know. Oh, I didn't
1: know. I didn't know you were in Charlottesville, Virginia.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, been here. Oh wow, since, okay. Since '02.
1: Wow, so you were like up, up close and and, and center. You was. You was pretty um, pretty close to the action there.
0: Dude, it happened a couple miles from my house. and Wow. Yeah, I had students that were involved in it. I teach. And, you know, it was just surreal on this level to think that this kind of hate chaos could happen so close. And it's naive to think that it couldn't happen that close. But, you know. Right we're definitely in that state right now where we're just trying to recover and not let that happen again to our city.
1: Yeah, um, you know, just, just keep pushing, man. You know, we had to deal with the same thing uh, with the riots here and, you know, the media attention. You, When you're a small town that nobody really knows about, all of a sudden having CNN and all these different media outlets just kind of descend upon your town is kind of weird and it's different but now everybody knows you know what's happening in your area so that's that can't be a bad thing
0: right yeah and 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 use that to to make it better
1: yeah yeah just improve on it you know what Ooh. i mean it's it's something that the world sees and maybe it's waking them up you know a lot of people weren't really checking for Baltimore in any kind of way outside of the wire outside of the show you know HBO before what happened 2 years ago happened so it was a a bad thing that it had to happen, and, and you know, and you know, peace and love to Freddie Gray's family and having to endure all of that, and the the pain that they had to endure and losing a son and you know a, a family member, but and a friend. But out of that, you know, also came a different kind of awakening for the city and the people here. So, you know, sometimes out of tragedy, great things come about. So, you know, hopefully that will happen for you guys in Charlottesville.
0: Right. Yeah, I I hope so, and you know, I th- I think you hit the nail on the head there, man. You know, and you look at your production style. You know, how does a J Soul production come to life? What what's that process look like for you?
1: I couldn't I couldn't hear your question. You were going in and out.
0: I'm sorry. What is what is a J Soul? How does a J Soul production come to life? What's that production process like for you?
1: Um. I mean basically man, I just try to um I, I get inspired by things around me. I get inspired by my friends, um my other colleagues, you know other producers um you know i listen i, I talk to uh I talk to Kevin Brown every once in a while, and uh, he kind of motivates me to even though he doesn't he's not a motivational speaker by far, but just through his actions and what he talks about, he motivates me to kind of keep going. And so, you know, I take that, man, and and then just start thinking about, you know, what I want to hear, basically. You know what I mean? Like, what is it that I want to hear? And then I try to make it, you know what I mean? Um, Plus, too, like, I'm addicted to, like, hard drums. Like, I just love the sound of a kick, the right kind of kick and the right kind of snare. So, if I can get that popping, it's nothing to add melodies to it, samples and things of that sort and just... Try to make something dope, you know what I mean, and that's that's I've been fortunate enough to be on a nice little run, and hopefully I can keep it up.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know, how do you know when one of your when 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 a J Soul beat when a J Soul song is done?
1: Normally, when I get to the sequencing stage, like I you know I I can sit down and I can make a hundred different patterns and a hundred different beats, but a lot of them don't make it to the sequencing stage. You know, I'll just make the track, I'll chop the sample up, I'll I'll put everything together, the drums, the bass line, everything. And then I'll listen to it, you know, as a loop and say, I right, can I go with this? So I got literally hundreds of those laying around. Just loops. But the ones that actually start turning into songs, because I, I really like to make songs, I don't like to just make loops. So I'll make things with bridges on them, I make things with, with you know, Verse, chorus, verse—you know—I'll map it out. If I if I get to the to the to the sequencing stage, then I know it's something, you know what I mean. And then the fun part happens, where I get to mix it mm. and you know <laughs> make it sound super dope, you know what I mean. That's that's the fun part for me.
0: And you got a lot of what sounds like great projects in the works and, and coming soon. How can fans keep up with you and where can they go to to hear this and, and make sure they discover and stay up on what you've got going on?
1: Um, you can always hit me up on uh, Facebook. I'm always available under J-Soul, Black Sinatra, or um, if you look it up, it'll be Jamal Smith, J-A-M-M-A-L Smith, because, you know, Facebook is terrible, and they make you use your government name now, you know what I'm saying? But it's all good, <laughs> you know what I mean? But if you if you type in J-Soul, J-S-O-U-L, and then Black, and then Sinatra, it should pop up should pop up. Um I'm on there a lot. I'm on Facebook a lot. Um also on Twitter, I'm under J Soul Sounds. So it's J S O U L S O U N D S. J Soul Sounds. On Instagram, I'm J Soul Music. Obviously J S O U L music. And uh I think that's it. Um for my social media. But then like I said before, you can always Google me, man. Just J Soul Black Sinatra on Google or on uh on our YouTube, you know, Bandcamp, I'm I'm there. All my stuff will pop up.
0: Awesome, you know, definitely definitely hope you know the fans and and everybody who's listening to this goes and checks that out. And and Jay, I really appreciate your time on this and and your your responses, your you know the the thoughts you put behind this interview and and the time you took with us to really give an in depth, you know, qu- high quality interview. So thank you for that.
1: Oh no, nah, no problem, man. Like I said, I appreciate the work you guys are doing. Thank you for supporting me. Um, anybody that's listening, if you know, if you like really dope music, check out my bandcamp page, you know, J uh, com. And uh, I got a few projects up there. I got the Purple Symphony. I also have a remix project that I did. I don't know if you've heard that yet, but um it's called J Soul Remixed it. I did some some Jay Z, some Nas, we mix we remixed them uh, some D'Angelo, Eric Badu. Um, Ghostface, you know MF Doom. I did a whole bunch of stuff on that, man. So, you know, that's another project I'm real proud of that hopefully people will check out. Yeah, definitely. And it's free, by the way. Totally free. It's just free download.
0: I'll be I'll be checking that out tonight.
1: Yeah, J Soul remixed it, man. Um, like I said, the 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 project is free, and um, I have the instrumentals available too. The instrumentals is name your price. So, you can pay what you want for it. You know what I mean? You can either download for free or pay, you know, if you want to pay, go for it. You know what I mean? But the thing is, I was just trying to get the music out there. And uh, it was a passion project. So, that's why I want people to really check it out. That's why I was free.